Hello and welcome back to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and also then, you know, have a little chat about beer and all that. I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. Yeah, have you been up to much? I did. Uh, this this last weekend, I went to Craft Theory. Uh, yeah, I missed it. I was out running. Uh, shame. Shouldn't have. No, well, I mean, I shouldn't have, but I did. Yeah. So there we go. I did try to run back in time, but I missed it. Yeah, the beer was not alluring enough for you. Is that the problem? No, I just... Uh, I've lost track of time and i ran really far out <laughs> and i just that, that when i was like oh best get back i was like mm, i'm still quite far away mm, we've all been there have i have we? i've never been there <laughs> how was the beer anyway it the beer was that i missed bloody lovely yeah yeah there Any was standout things well there there was a lot of uh the the local breweries that you see often but like the cream of the crop the ones yeah. that are doing the really interesting stuff it wasn't any of your bog standard english bitters or anything no. it was definitely the ones that are pushing boundaries. One of the best ones I had was uh, by Elusive, uh, based in Finch Hampstead. Oh, nice. Uh, they did a, uh, what was it, ice cream white stout. Oh, that sounds good. Was, yeah, very was nice. Was it one of those confusing stouts where you look at it and it looks like a pale ale? Oh, it was very light. Because right. <laughs> uh, they always, like, even though I know about them, they always baffle me. I'm like, oh, God, what is that? Yeah, I, I liked it. it. It definitely had the vanilla. It, it had the... Uh, the sort of hint of chocolate that gives yeah. it the illusion of the of a roast. Yes, yeah. But it still wasn't as convincing as some of them have been. It was, however, a delicious beverage. Okay. Really, really nice on its own merits. We might have to take a run at one of them at one point. Yes. Uh, just because it's like black IPAs don't get my head round. Yeah. But a white stout, mm, I'm, it boggles my brain. We'll get to it. Yeah, what we'll... are we brewing today? Well, that is a very good question. What are we brewing today? Today, we are brewing a West Coast IPA. Ah, okay. So how does this differ from our smash brew then? Uh, well, there's more ingredients. More of, ingredients? Of different, just... Not, not just of not type. Not just quantity. But of quantity as well. Right, wow. Okay, there's just so... more of everything. Oh, well, that's brilliant. Yay. Okay. So, the, uh, first of all, I feel I should get into the history of just what a West Coast IPA is. You, it's not a bad idea. Is it West Coast England? Is it no, West Coast West Coast America. America. Oh, so, okay. states... Well, you've got the entirety of the West Coast. You've got California, you've got Oregon, you've got yep. Washington. Any sort of of the early IPAs from that area are considered to be... West Coast West style. Coast style okay. IPAs. Uh, as long sense. as they're consistent with the style yes that yeah, yeah. style being a strong ipa mm-hmm. not super strong something where between the strengths of six or eight percent okay uh, often with a very dry bitter finish but balanced with a very citrusy and tropical fruit flavor and aroma yeah uh so you you get this really refreshing but really heavy really intense in basically every single direction you can think of except for good. the malt might have some complexity to it but it's not in your face it's very much held back yeah and the yeast profile is basically non-existent you right so, be... so just using a very very clean yeah uh, fermenting yeast you lovely yeah it is good I, like, like, don't get me wrong I, like, I do like a i do like a you know a yeast flavor but in that sort of style you, you don't want to coming through at all really like, no. you, you just want you want the hops to be the star of the show exactly really, don't you and there's so much else going on in the style so big <clears throat> You don't want that distraction. You, yeah. you want them to pull all of the focus. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. Well, we've uh, we've we, we've already started mashing. Yes. Uh, and I mean, it's smelling grand. Yes, it is right up to the top of my mash tun as well. Yes, like it, yeah, is, it is brimming. It's scary. Yeah. So we're doing a lot more this time <laughs> yes. than we did last time. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Well, I mean, we've got some of the grain with us. Yes. Um, so, which which types of grain have we mashed in? So there's there's a few uh, different ones that yeah. we've uh, got, including the Maris Otter that we had from last yeah from last episode's uh, brew that was 100% Maris Otter. We've still got Maris Otter there, yeah. and it is most of the malt base, uh, 77%. Right, okay. I don't know if I should go through the entire ingredients list, but uh, I'll, I'll uh, give it a brief. Uh, yeah, like, like, I mean, I don't think going through all the percentages and stuff is that important, but no. just give us a, like, a rundown of like you know the different types of malts and the different hops that you've got. Okay. Um, so you, you've got mostly Marisota. Yeah. Uh, you've got a touch of oats. You've got a touch of wheat. There's also something called Munich malt. Okay. That is similarly a pale malt that can be used uh, 100% just, yeah. to, just to give its We've own... We've got some of it here. I'm just going to yes. have a nibble while you chat. Why not? Why not? The the difference to Marisota is that it tends to just have just a little bit more complexity. It's it's still definitely a pale malt flavour. It's just there's a little extra kicking around in the background. Mm. You do have to sort of search for it. Uh, and then what we've also got is just a touch, very small amount of uh, malt called Caramunic. Oh, I which, do like Caramunic. Yes. So it's 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 uh, we'll we'll get into this in other styles. Yeah. But it's it's a sort of slightly roastier, much sweeter yes. version of Munich. Yeah. So 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 it's kind of just giving it a bit a bit of an extra edge, just so that the the malt profile just kind of kicks through a little bit. Yes. And it okay. is just a touch. It's going to be barely noticeable. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to try. I'm just going to gobble some Marisotta. Why not? Why not? So we we've, we've currently got. A little bit of Maris and a little bit of Munich. Mm. What can you what can you taste in the difference of both of them? Have you definitely gotten the right way around? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, no, 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 I definitely have because I remember which glasses I put them in. Ah, um, see, I forgot completely. <laughs> well done. We, we've got two. We've got two things in front of us, and you forgot which round, which way around the room. Mm. Okay, so this is the Maris Otto. Oh, thank in, you very in, much. In, in the shot glass, have a try that. Um, the Maris I found slightly sweeter. Mm. Um, and not quite as full on malty. I no. definitely found the um, the Munich malt a little bit a little bit more has just a bit mm. more body to it. Yeah, very um, very white bready, very soft. Yeah, yeah, sweet. But no, it's it, it's mm. it, it's very nice. I like I mean, Marisotta is one of um, you know one of my favourite malts to use as a base malt. But I do like always putting in uh, plenty of. Well, not plenty, but, you know, a nice bit of Munich as well, especially when I'm doing this sort of style. Um, and obviously you've got oats and wheat in there. I'm guessing they're for head retention and mouthfeel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially. We're, we're, again, with other styles, they're a lot more prominent, so we'll get into yes. exactly what they do. Oh, that Marisotta. No, this isn't the Marisotta. This is the Munich. Munich. <laughs> yeah. This is lovely. Like it, It's a lot more in the, in the way that Marisotta was just white bread. Delicious, fresh. Squidgy, squidgy white, white bread. This yeah. is more like a lightly toasted slice of delicious white bread. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been in the toaster for like thirty seconds. Unbuttered, unbuttered. Yeah, yeah you've got that mm, really nice bready flavour, but there's just a bit more to it. Just a little bit of that. Yum 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 yum. 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 
No, so that, more that, bees. Yeah, but I mean, you, you've got a you've got a small glass there. Mm. Um, I've got a bag of it. If you want to just gobble down like five hundred grams of grain, um, just you watch. I don't don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, cool. So, what sort of hops are we banging in? As the hops are going to be the main star of yes. this show, what what is in there? Well, I've got a lot. Or what will be in there I, anyway? I won't. I won't. Um, bat around the bush there. Beat around the bush. Not bat around the bush. I, I mean, you could do either. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna do i'm gonna do both you're gonna do both yeah so go on, well no i'm not gonna do both you just, that was the point of the phrase yeah pick pick one yes do that what hops you got a lot okay a lot only two varieties okay so i tried to keep it as simple as i could on that front yeah um i've used uh very sort of characteristically one variety of american hop yeah although it's relatively new it's it's something called el dorado okay it's not renowned for much of the sort of citrusy, lemony flavour that you got from the very earliest of the New Wave American hop flavours. Yeah. But it does have a lot of tropical sort of pineapple mango flavours okay. uh, that I think will balance out the bitterness very well. Yeah. And we've also got uh, another relatively new UK style of hop called Olicana. Oh, Olicana. Which has tropical elements as well, but it's yeah. also got that hint of citrus coming through with... Uh, more grapefruity flavors rather than lemon so keeping nice. it keeping it very tropical keeping it very rounded yeah and then you've got the bitterness that you often find in the west coast ipa just to finish it off and make it more refreshing so which which one are you using as your bittering hop uh el dorado yeah just uh because it's higher alpha acid okay and if you remember from last week yeah, the the higher the alpha acids, the, the the better it is normally a bittering because you just don't need to use as much of it. So it's a cost saving thing, um, you know. As much as it's a okay, I'll just I'll, I'll use that hop because it's got good characteristics. Because that's not really going to come through that much no. for your early additions, is it? No. And to be fair, the as a percentage of the total hops used, the amount that I'm using for the sixty minute boil bittering yeah. is very low. Yes, very low. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, we're getting so much IBUs from the uh, uh, dry hopping yeah, that it and from the uh, flame out hops that there's basically you, you don't need much at all no 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 I mean that that, 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 that seems fair it's, it's it's very standard to have bittering hops in that you know you often forget that you know for certain styles you just maybe don't need them no you know and and you know I've definitely practiced before without having any um any bittering hops and just have oh, yeah. all late editions um and it makes super fruity it's good no, it's, it's... It, is, it is really interesting um so you dry hopping again yes because uh, that's part of the style yeah um, a lot yeah <laughs> and <laughs> like, well just give give us an idea of how much you're actually dry hopping with well like, as a percentage of your total hops not that high but it's the highest i've ever dry hopped with ever uh, right, okay. up, upwards of 300 grams just in the dry hop wow to how many how many liters uh 40 right okay so that that that, that is a lot yeah that, that, but it's gonna make it real real tasty yes yeah okay. so that, and the fact that it's american west coast sort of ipa i don't mind if the dry hopping gives that ibu a little boost no that's fine that's part of the style should be lovely should be big awesome and aromatic okay well, I mean that's that's um, I think that's covered the covered the style. It's covered what we're brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think reasonably well. Um, yeah, I mean, 
last week we round about this sort of time we we, we chatted about um you know any any news beer ye beer ye it's time for some beer news oh you sound like an old beer crier i i cry beer <laughs> you, do, you, well, you cry beer ye no i c- cry me to sleep with, with beer be- with beer that's beer news. depressing <laughs> so there's there's been a lot of stuff going on lately about the uh, the brewers relief for smaller brewers what's the what's the skinny there yeah well i i mean you say a lot's going on about it i think it's it's been going on for a little while and it's just kind of cropped up to uh well at least my attention um lately as to uh, certain certain breweries wanting to distance themselves from mm. certain things um, so a small brew, a small brewers relief fund, uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, is a way of helping out you know new breweries starting up uh, and giving them uh, tax breaks lovely, on lovely or at least tax, tax relief on um, you know the quantities of beer that they brew. So it's to help out the little guy to you know just mm. give him a leg up in in what is you know currently a very saturated mar- market. Yeah, the lower limit is currently five thousand hectoliters. Yes, which uh, I just looked up. It translates as nine, well, nearly nine hundred thousand pints. So, if okay. you're a brewery that is making less than nine hundred thousand pints yeah. in a year, you qualify for the maximum level of duty relief, which is fifty percent. Yeah, you are paying half what you would yeah. do. Yeah, which you're is a which is brewery. which is massive. I mean, the thing is, is that sounds like a lot of beer. Yes, but realistically, it's not. Yes. You know, yeah. if if like if you if you think your your average cask, nine gallon cask, is what, eighty to eighty-eight pints? Uh seventy-two. Seven yeah, seventy-two pints. Okay. Mm. So, you know, like that's per cask. Uh, you know, if you were to try and work that out, and you know, I'm sure somebody with a calculator could do that, and I don't have a calculator on me, so I'm not gonna do that. Um, you know, you could probably work out how many casks that is, and it's probably not that lot a year. Um uh, well, I'm I'm really tempted to get a calculator now. Should we to, go and get a calculator? Should, should we go and get a calculator? Right, we'll be back in a second. We'll, we'll, we'll just get a calculator. Well. Yes, okay. that, that was a very informative calculator session, Cal. It, it was. We did well. We've been away for hours. We yes. We haven't. Seconds. Yeah. The mash is still happening. I can still smell it. It still mm. smells good. Um, yeah, so what sort of numbers are we looking at then? So, we yeah, we crunched the numbers. We crunched them. Uh, it, it turns out if we were using our very, very basic estimates of certain prices yeah. and whatnot, uh, but 900,000 uh, pints transfers to 12,500 firkins if you're doing just cask ale. Obviously, yeah. there's multiple other options out there. Uh, and if you're using the same markup, then it wo- it works out that breweries where their turnover is just over half a million yeah uh, a, a year. year yeah then it's a, anything less than that and you're probably all right you're paying 50 percent yes uh duty and, and the thing is is, is like, nice. like like that's that's not profit that is that's just how, yeah that's yeah. just how much is coming in so they've got a whole world of other things to pay for yeah um and yeah i mean that that still doesn't strike me as as a lot so it seems that no. as soon as you start growing your business uh you know to if you've got three or four people working for you and that's quite a small brewery three or four people mm. um you know then then you're kind of branching away from it so it is really a, um it's a good leg up yeah for very small startup breweries yeah, yeah, and, yeah. The f- and 
very quickly they probably get away from the higher end of that um that relief and it's a sliding scale so the higher it gets or that more that, that's make. the lower limit yeah so you're getting 50 percent off up to that point yes and then from there up to sixty thousand hectoliters yeah you it's a sliding scale right okay but the the main issue that a lot of people have been having is that there are a lot of breweries that are sort of above sixty thousand yeah. and way beyond that that are just basically decided that they don't want this to exist anymore they yeah. want they want the small guys to have absolutely no benefit and they want the benefit to go to the middle-sized breweries instead. Yeah, so That's the very sim- like it's overly yes, simplified. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it is a, a much more in-depth um, yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one that you know we're not going to be able to crack. No, we could no, do the whole no. bloody podcast on this. Exactly. Uh, I don't think that's a good um, idea. We're aiming to have brewers of all sorts of sizes guesting on the show. Small yeah. brewers and medium and yeah. small to medium and everything in between. Small to small to small to medium, medium to small, yes. large maybe. Or is it like compass points? It's like small, small, medium, or is it? Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, should we have a beer? I think we should have a beer. Yeah, let's go get a beer. Right, so we've got a beer. We've got a beer. Oh, I, can, I, 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 I can see the bottle from here. It looks like a yes. Lagunitas IPA. It is. Yes, a very typical IPA, mm. American style, brewed on the West Coast in California. Yeah, it smells great. It smells great. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm I'm very surprised. I found this actually in a supermarket, not in a nerd beer shop of any kind. Lagunitas is a, definitely much more readily available. Like I, I've found it in a lot of different supermarkets. Mm. It's not. I don't know. I think it's it's one of the easier ones to find. Yes, I go find say. it. Yeah, yeah. It, it it is a very nice beer. Um, mm, golden. It is very golden, isn't it? It's mm. like as a like for a pale ale. It's branching into the ruby side of things. Well, it's it's getting stronger. It's six point two percent, I believe, yeah, and it is, yeah. you do get an inevitable darkening of the beer as it gets stronger. Yes, you're not yeah. going to get a barley wine that is as pale as a three percent beer and that no, type of thing. No, not at all. Or, or, or like you know how pale some table beers are. Yes, yeah, yeah. and so I feel. It's only a touch darker than is the theoretical limit. Yes, yeah. Well, but that's it. That, that, like the idea that there is a limit as to what colour beer should and shouldn't be. Hmm. But, you know, I suppose that's the same thing with like white stouts and black Lovely. IPAs and stuff, isn't it? But uh, I do like both those styles. Yeah, no, so do I. But anyway. I, yeah. Should we, should, should we crack on? No. Have a smell? Yeah, go on then. Hmm. I'm not getting much. I'm. It's not full on the nose, is it? I seem to be getting... Because this is from a bottle... And it's not bottle conditioned. And to me, a lot of bottles that aren't bottle conditioned do tend to have one particular hint of smell coming through. And I am getting that yes, from this. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know what it is about it. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm a big fan of bottle conditioning. Um, yeah. But I, I know, you know, they, a lot of people don't like it. because oh, it's a hassle. Well, it, I mean, you've just got to not be too worried about you know, a little bit of yeast in your beer. Mm, just, don't, just don't worry about it too much. Or, I mean, don't, don't, I mean, I mean, you can gobble it down if you want to, but yeah, you can yeah. pour very carefully. As you well. can pour very carefully, but yeah. Uh, so, like, the aroma is not as uh, full in my face as I was kind of expecting um, it to be. It is. Mm. I mean, it does smell nice. It does smell very appetizing, but it's not. Yeah. It's not yeah. as I'm... hoppy and full as I was kind of expecting it. Not not getting much in the way of citrusy notes, but I am getting a just a little hint of tropical, a, a, yeah. a bit orange almost as well. But 
Mm. Yeah, no, I can, I, I can definitely see that. I don't know whether or not the colour. I mean, like, really, I should be smelling it with my shirt, mm. so that the colour isn't, <laughs> <laughs> color isn't affected. Oh, he's gone for a taste. He's got what, what, what's, what's, what's he got there? That's not huge. I was, I was judging on the smell where I could smell a lot going on. It's not huge. It's nice. It's very nice. It is very nice. It's. Mm. I, I found it very sweet at the start, yeah. but very bitter and it is, at the end. It is giving way the, yeah. the sweetness, but it is very bitter at the end. There's not, mm. there's not a huge amount of tropical fruit there, though. No, I'm not getting a lot of that. I'm getting more of the uh, kind of early, early hop bittering. Mm. That's that seems to be what's coming through for me. That, that, that malt sweetness is there, though, and I mean that's yeah. probably from the alcohol as well. Yes, um, yeah, but, I, I am. It, it, it is unfortunate that this is the first beer of the day because it, alcohol tends to mask alcohol. So having a weaker beer before you try a stronger beer, yeah. means that you taste less of the alcohol in the stronger beer than if you would started with that one. It's a good thing we didn't start with a whiskey, then, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it is tasting just a, li- a touch boozier than I would have expected, but yeah. it is first beer of the day. So that's our fault. It is our fault. We should have started drinking much earlier. Mm. No, that, no, we shouldn't have. Well, maybe earlier. Maybe earlier, not yeah. much earlier. Well, but yeah. what time is it? It's <laughs> it, time for another beer. I think, I, think it, I think it might be time for another beer. Woo. But um, no, I, I like that. It, it's... This is readily available, so it's it's a pretty good example, I think, of the style. It's definitely on uh, the more bitter side mm-hmm. than it is on the fruity side. Um, yeah. But I do like that, and, you know, I, I am, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. It's a very nice beer. I imagine a lot of people have probably tried this before. And, of, of course, there's the consequence of hops is that the potency of the aroma and flavour does tend to drop out quite not very rapidly, but over the course of the first few months, yeah, six months or so of the beer. So, so you will find um, kind yeah. of best before written on certain um, on certain beers, yeah. and not just best before for like you know the actual beer's shelf life. But I know I think Brewdog put a, like kind of a bit on, especially they're really hoppy beers, yeah. saying that you should drink it at a certain time uh, or. You know, or if it's after that certain time, don't expect it to be. Yeah, as it would still be perfectly fine. Yes. just not as good. You're not going to get ill from it. Yes, and I think that is one of the negative consequences of going for a particularly hoppy style brewed in America and imported. Yeah, that's that yeah. It's, it's it's taken time, and the thing is, is you don't know how long it's sat on the shelves no. for. Like, I mean, has it got a? Um, who was it that did it? It was Budweiser. They did a born on date, didn't they? They used to do a born oh, on. Oh yeah. Um, I'm just wondering whether or not there is a bottled on date on the bottle. I am having a look now. Yeah, I, I, I can see you looking using your eyes uh, there. No, it's just got a best before. I'm afraid. Right. Okay. So, like, that's quite interesting. It's for for certain beers, it would be quite interesting to have a bottled on date, just so that you know how long it's been sat on the shelf. Yeah. Because then, yeah. You know, like, you can make an informed decision if you're going for a really like you know, really multi-rich stout, you're probably not going to care. Yeah, and, and if you, it's above a certain percentage, yes, yeah. please. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be like, oh, God, yeah, mm. I'll have a bit of that. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, the really hoppy ones, you're probably going to go, mm, I don't know, It's it's been on there for about six months. It was bottled seven months ago. Do I really yeah. want it right now, or do I want to go for this three-month-old mm. one? And it would still be hoppy. Like, yeah, I'm not, just, I'm not saying just, the hops completely are removed. It's no, just, it just doesn't quite have that same... Oh, yeah. Talking about, oh, should we 
Let's have another one. Should, should, should we try a different beer? Let's have another Let's one. Let's go and have a look. Right, what we've got here then? We have a um, West Coast IPA from a UK brewer. I oh, will, yeah. I will point out all of the beers from now on will be from UK brewers. Yeah. One of the avenues I wanted to explore was not just your standard West Coast, yeah. but also how it's treated in the UK beer scene. Okay, that's quite interesting. Our interpretation of the West Coast IPA style, yeah, okay, as a weird subset of a bigger. Well, I mean, that's the thing, like because like the styles of beer, you know, we have the internet these days; it works wonders. Um, You know, it's allowing styles to travel a lot better. You know, or Mm. uh, you know, people trying new things. So when you say West Coast IPA, that is just a style. It doesn't mean it has to be brewed, and it doesn't mean it has to use West Coast hops. It doesn't have to use West Coast yeast. It doesn't have to use West Coast grain. It's just a style margin to fit in. So, In the same way that you don't have to drink IPA in India for it to be an IPA. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, I see this is... uh, This was very clearly bottle-conditioned. Yes. And has travelled in your bag well. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's looking good. Well or unwell, if, yeah, well, if you will. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not that afraid of a little bit of yeast in my no. beer. So, no, it's, you know. it's a very glowing, orangey-brown. Yeah, it's, it is it is still on the dark side. So what, what sort of percentage is this? Uh, it's a little bit pokier. It is 7%. Ooh! Yeah. Okay, good thing I'm not driving later. Yeah, it's... it's, it's given how uh, I've shaken it up, it's probably not a good idea to drink a huge amount of it, but... We can we can get, give it a go. Give oh, it a sniff. Oh, what are you thinking? It smells really good. It's that oh, is it does. much fruitier. Yeah, so I'm much. Getting... I mean, a lot of that is real tropical. Yeah, it's I'm really kicking through. Peachy mango sort of stuff going on. All sorts. Oh, that, I've even got a wee bit of pineapple there as well. Mm. Lovely. Oh, that is real good. Right, I'm, I'm going in. I'm oh, going he's, in. He's going in. Oh, look at that. Looks like it's going down well. Oh, the yeast has dissolved his face. Mm. That's awful. It's much... Oh, I was <laughs> going to say that's much less dry, but it does... The, the dryness really creeps up on you, just like the just like the Lagunitas. Like, it starts really sweet, and then... Oh, God, you're right. Yeah. Uh, that, that that took, like, five seconds to, yeah. to, to go off the tongue and just, like, right, that's dry. Yeah. That is I, real fruity, though. It's a real four-dimensional beer. In that time is a factor as well. Like the, the uh, flavor changes. I don't, I, I don't want to get into the physics side of it. Time isn't the fourth dimension, Mike. Time is a dimension. It's, Come it, on, we it, all know this. But it's not the fourth dimension. That's the thing. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, on. it's very nice. Yes. This is an omnidimensional beer we're mm. drinking. It Big, fruity, sweet, lovely, tropical. Very slowly, very slowly gives way to a very refreshing dry mm. finish. Oh, it's so sweet on the start as well. Mm. And... Because, as I was talking earlier, that alcohol alcohol hides alcohol. Yeah. It doesn't taste strong at all. No, it doesn't. It's lovely. Um, you did mention, actually, while you were getting this out of the fridge, that this has a bottled-on date. It does, yes. Uh, thank you to Weirdbeard for providing information like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, we haven't even said what it is, have we? Uh, no. No. But thanks to Weirdbeard, yeah, it's yes. a Weirdbeard so, beer. So, the beer we are currently drinking is Weirdbeard's Five O'Clock Shadow, an American IPA. And boy howdy, is it good. Oh, and it's, it's a good one. Also, yeah, boy howdy, good for them for providing the bottled on date. So which when was it bottled on? I know, is just over two months from from now. Right. 
So it's it's real real clean. Real, yeah, real yeah, fresh. That, that 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 is brilliant. And you know, is there still a a, a bit of a yeasty? You see goodness at the bottom there? Oh, you've rinsed it. I've, I've rinsed it. So, yeah. No. I'm presuming you want to reuse this bottle, so... I mean, yeah, I can't see why not. Lovely. It's always handy having brown bottles kicking about. Um, yeah, that, that is... That's real tasty and a real good comparison to uh, the Lagunitas. Mm. Um, you know, it's sweeter on the start. Yeah. Not as dry finish, but still has one. It's definitely not got that kick at the end. Um, and much, much fruitier. Mm. So it does make me wonder whether or not the Lagunitas has been sat on the shelf for a little while. Yes, longer. yeah. I think in a few episodes' time, we will go to California and, and try it straight from the... I couldn't keep a straight face. Hey, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I am going to America oh, um, yeah? in July. Yeah, uh, I'm going to Florida. Um, ah. So, you know, so, I might have a chance to try some slightly fresher... Um, Lovely. Some slightly fresher West Coast style IPAs. So um, listen to this space. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a I'll take a dictaphone mm. and I'll talk to myself while I'm drinking beer. <laughs> as does everyone. Yeah, as, as the, I think they probably should. So yeah, um, I don't really have much more to say about this beer except mm, it's really it's lovely. good. Yeah, like they've done well. It, like it'd be interesting to see how clear it would be if it had been left in the fridge for, like overnight. Yeah, um, and had a chance to drop out properly. Rushing it, whoops. Uh, well, you know, I mean, it's still it's still good. I'm not I'm not scared of cloudy beer. Mm. Should we have another? Well, I mean, yeah, I think I think we probably should. Okay, let's uh, let's go crack another one. Yeah. Oh, I've got another one. <laughs> hey, oh, it's out of a can as it's well. It's out of a can this time. This is a brewery called Uprising, based mm. in Windsor, and yes. it's a beer called Treason. Oh, I, I do like Treason. Mm. It, is, it is a good beer. Yes. So, so give us a rundown. Uh, it's a bit weaker. It's uh, 5.8%. Okay. So one of the trends I've noticed with a lot of the UK interpretations of the West Coast style is whilst the style is traditionally 6 to 8, a lot of the UK breweries just, just nudge that down a little bit. It tends to go anywhere from sort of 5 all the way up to seven. Yeah. You don't really see many West Coast IPAs above seven uh, here and there. But I I presume they're doing that for the British palate and sensibilities. Mm, I mean, I don't know. Well, I've seen breweries clocking out some seriously high percentage beer. So, it, so it's not I like, you know, and British breweries clocking out some seriously high percentage. So I can't mm. imagine that they would hold back on a style just no. because, you know, they're scared people won't drink it. I, I feel that since it's a style that's only recently been adopted by UK, scene, yeah. I, and I say recently, I mean five years. Like yes. it's, it's been yeah, quite yeah. a while. Uh, it's been out. There's there is a tendency in a lot of UK beer culture to be drinking pints and pints only. Yeah, and I'd like I'd like to think that that's probably changing. It is. It is now. Yeah. When, when breweries first started doing West Coast IPAs. That was definitely more the the case. Yes, and yeah. so making uh, an IPA down at five point two or something made it a more sessionable beer. Yes, and presumably would sell a lot better. And yeah, and well, I mean the good thing is is we we don't have a pint of it. We don't. We've, no, we we we've we've got, we, we've, got we've got you know a, a small, small a small bit of it each. Small goblet. And, um, it is 
it's real golden. Mm, nice. Look That's, at that. It, it just looks beautiful. Slight haze to it, not as much as the weird beard. No, I, I do wonder how much of that is uh, condensate on the outside of the glass. Oh, could be, could be. Um, I have been rambling. Yeah. Um, how does it smell? Oh, he's going to go mm. good with that. So you got you got some orangey bits as well as as, as some tropical notes there. Uh, it's mm. it it smells a bit sort of danker like it does uh, i it almost smells a little bit caramelly mm. i don't yeah, know I, can... I don't know if i'm just making that i mean i am obviously making it up out of my head but um <laughs> you know it, it definitely has a sort of caramel hint to it to, um mm. or like at least i think it does how are you feeling about that mm. the smell mm. no, i like it i like it. it it is uh juicier almost which Oh. Looking at what we're going to be brewing in the next few months, juicier is a word that is going to be coming up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's there's the dryness right at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is... It's not as sweet at the start. No. I don't think, as the um, as the, the weird beard five o'clock shadow. Um, and not as sweet as the Lagunitas either. Uh, I do wonder whether or not that's to do with... Um, or in part do with the percentage difference. Maybe, maybe. Um, so because it's not as strong, it hasn't got that alcohol sweetness to go along with it. No, um, but it is dry. It's yeah, dry yeah, right it's got on the, the dry end. Finish. It is making me want to take another swig of it. Yeah, no, know. it's it it's dry, but it's not. As you say, it's not sweet, but it's still full. It mm. it's still full. Oh, yeah. It feels like there's a lot of everything. I feel like I've just taken a big bite of fruit. <laughs> Any fruit in particular? No. <laughs> not, not really. It's it's kind of like, imagine if you got a um, a good fruit cocktail, yeah. and squashed it into one solid ball, and then took a bite of it. Yeah, that 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 okay. fruit, whatever that fruit yeah. is, that's what I'm getting. Whereas, yeah, I, there's obviously a lot of grapefruit here. Mm. A lot of hops have the flavour of grapefruit. Yeah, especially it's, in this sort of style. Yes, yeah, but I'm I'm also getting some sort of orangey notes as well. Like it. it Mm, very delicious. It is, it is really good. Um, yeah. I, and as we were saying, a lot more sessionable. Do, uh, do, you, have, do you have a favourite out of them at the moment? Well, do you want to pick? I think if if I was if I was forced to spend longer than five minutes on any one of them, and you are, I am. Uh, it would probably <laughs> be the weird beard because I feel like I could have smaller sips and savour them longer. Okay. But if I had to, which would I rather have a pint of on a sunny day? Yeah. Probably the treason. Okay. So very situationally different then. Oh, yes. Okay. Does the Lagunitas not factor in? I think it it suffers from presumably the age and the transport. Yeah. I, I it, feel like it could be more intense. Uh, uh, the three that we've had, that has definitely been the least mm. hoppy. Or at least, sorry, not hoppy, but the least of the aroma and, um, you know, full on fruity flavors which from the the style you would be expecting yeah well you know. which one's your which one's your go-to uh, i don't know because like, the i mean the, the treason is just grand and you know it is relatively warm outside you know we're it going is. through we're going through like an april heat wave and i don't know like i think that's playing in i think the treason's probably the the way i would go yeah yeah uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. The the weird beard one is cracking, mm. but the percentage, I think, probably makes me go, okay. I, I'd have a bottle of it, but I probably wouldn't have much more. Fair enough. But yeah, 
No, I think the treason's probably the way I'd go for it. So, we've talked about a lot of beers, we've drank a lot of beers, there's only one more beer left to try, and that's the wort. How's it tasting? Oh, it's tasting lovely. 